Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this, the historic episode 251. Okay, yes, the last one was the really big one, but we, we put the same amount of effort into all of them uh, of the material podcast. I am Andy Notko. And I'm Florence Ion. And you know, Andy, it being 251 actually is special because uh, two plus one is three and three plus five is eight. And eight, if you turn it sideways, is in the infinity sign, which just goes to show that like this show actually it's it's got a lot of luck ahead of it. Even it, this would have been made even better if today were like the eighth month of the eighth day of the year of the whatever. Uh, anyway, hi. I'm, I'm, abso- <laughs> I'm absolutely certain that if dolphins listen to podcasts, this is the sort of podcast that dolphins would enjoy listening to. That's how smart they are. That's how good this podcast is. You know that they're my favorite animal and like a lot of people don't know that because I don't have like dolphin things. You know, I don't wear like a dolphin necklace or have like a dolphin pillow. I don't even I think I have a dolphin stuffed animal somewhere at like my mom's house. I don't know. But I love them precisely because they are extremely smart. And I loved Flipper as a kid. The original and the one with Elijah Wood. Yes. I'm 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 glad I'm glad that we're not doing that stuff anymore as a species. I'm glad that we've that there's you know what? I don't care how good a trademark uh, Shamu the killer whale is. Maybe we shouldn't take these huge, highly social animals. I have a Keiko. I have a Keiko free will. The free willy wear uh, well. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, again I, at my I, mom's I house somewhere in a box. But yeah, I had. I mean, because yeah, that's what you do as a kid, right? You get you know, toys exactly. of your favorite animal. You know. <laughs> no, it's that's again that that's fine. It's, it's, but I mean, it's, as an adult, I don't have any of those things. I'm just okay. Anyway, not to throw shade to adults who do. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm saying uh, I'm not. <laughs> see, we're. I don't. I. I I'm not speak. I, I don't want to speak for you. I'm, I. I. I think that most people would be okay if you have random person and all you know about them is that they have like a dolphin plush toy or a Shamu the killer whale, like a a, a, a Sea World plush doll. You would not think less of them for it right. if. Like you see them on Instagram showing off the killer whale that they have in their jacuzzi in the backyard, then you'd have follow up questions. Maybe yeah. maybe you would yeah. not be willing to vote for them as a member of your local school board. Say. Right, right. I mean, I, look, I'm not Carol Baskin here. I am not, you know, wearing all <laughs> kitty themed things and have like, you know, a kitty rescue, <laughs> dolphin rescue. That, that is anyway. <laughs> I just needed to drop in my Tiger King reference in there just to. <laughs> people know i watched it and the whole thing is just a testament to a policy failure in america so with that said <laughs> a policy failure that's the most optimistic thing i've heard anybody say about this country in a long long time a yeah. policy failure yeah uh, <sighs> well so i'll uh, i speaking of endangered species i have had uh i had a really cool experience because the uh, I I reintroduced myself to my Pixel Book after a layoff of about a month, because the the Pixel Book lives in my in, in my bag because it is like the computer that I uh, when right. I'm going to the coffee going out to the coffee shop when I'm going into the city for the day like it is my field computer and for the past month I have had <laughs> I haven't had no need for 
lightweight computer, I will take, I've been like uh, in the living room with my ThinkPad or like in the office with my MacBook or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And A, I was surprised that it still held, had held like its 75% charge after being ignored for like three mm-hmm. or four months. Yep. Um, I was impressed that it it's computers are often like uh, adorable golden retrievers in that they want to help you so badly that and sometimes they they misunderstand like what their mission is in a very adorable way and so as soon as like i woke it back up it was like like okay well let's go into chrome and check out this blah, blah, blah. and then suddenly i couldn't do anything because it was loading in like 30 days worth of uh-huh. notifications slack from every service bing, that i ever bing, did bing, 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 bing. yes google hangouts yes. Bling, bling, bling. ebay bling, 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 bling. Um, and they're Android notifications plus Chrome OS notifications. So it's just like they're just barreling at you. <laughs> yeah. Ba- basically, it was it was running running to the backyard with a stick that was like five or six feet wide towards a gate that was two and a half, three feet wide. That was basically what, what it was like. Uh, and also I had to download a whole bunch of like updates that had happened. Uh-huh, yep. We've had a lot of uh, Chrome up. I know that we're currently on hiatus. The Google Chrome OS group is, but we have had a lot of updates since the last time that you opened your Pixel book. Yes. Now I, I, I don't even, so, and the big deal I know was, was new spaces, like a desktop style, like workspaces. But I haven't even, yeah, yeah I, haven't into I, that I, I love the concept and I know I should. It's a new way of using Chrome. Uh, I don't like things that are promoted to me as as if like they figured out something that I wanted that I didn't know I want. Let me discover it. Although yeah, I should, that's a good uh, way. I shouldn't say it. that. I, I shouldn't say that because I did. I've only recently <laughs> discovered uh, that you can batch rename files in the Mac OS Finder very very easily. Um, because I've I've been I've been doing a lot. Of, I've been downloading a lot of stuff from my Plex server. And for those right. of you who who don't have uh, like media servers, there's this. Uh, you don't have to if if you if you download like episode season three, episode eight of Walker Texas Ranger, you don't have to type in okay what's the title, who is in this, what's the synopsis, what's the uh, the poster frame for it, because with Plex and most other most other services, all you have to do is name that file that episode file in a certain way. It, it, it's the name of the series. That it follow that in parentheses with like the year in which that series debuted in case there were like more than one movie or TV show with the same name. And then S followed by two digit number. Here's the season number E followed by two digit episode number. And then whatever, whatever, me, whatever media organizer you're, you you use will go onto the IMDB, go to TV.com or whatever, pull down that stuff and populate it automatically. But the thing is you have to name all. So I would be like downloading like 12 episodes of something and then manually doing it. And then I, it took me about a week of doing this before I remembered that didn't you write something three years ago about Mac OS Yosemite and it's really good re- file renaming f- feature. And then I said, I replied to myself, well, yes, but that was me as a journalist. The journalist me didn't tell the actual user me about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't mm-hmm. be calling me an idiot. You should be calling the journalist Andy an idiot. That's a really good point, Andy. There are like the two sides to us in our lives, I feel like. And I know that this is very specific to me and Andy and, you know, the people that we work with and our colleagues, but it does feel like a duality where I have the user side of me and then I'm like, oh, and then I have to tell the work side of me, 
hey, that would be a really great story that you should write and tell people about because you found out about that. And I bet you there's people out there who don't know about it either. Um, the Mac thing, I missed that from using a Mac because when I came back onto Windows, it, you know, the renaming, I'm using this like old legacy app from, I don't know, the mid the mid 2000s uh, that of what we have until now, you know, maybe 2010. <laughs> Uh, with the same interface to do battery naming. So, and it's not, by the way, I emulate that app on Chrome OS because Chrome OS doesn't do that natively. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed after, after using, after not using it for a month. Um, I'm sure the things will change once I'm allowed freedom of the world again, but it's, it's still, uh, as much as I like the fact that it's kind of just a browser, it's still kind of just a browser. And I think I feel as though I need to spend some time. Fancy in, browser, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I need to spend some time doing remedial Chrome OS just to make sure that I know exactly everything that it can do. Just because, for a month? Hmm? Just for a month of being gone? No, no yeah, it's. Um, I've also, see, I've also, I like a lot of people. Like being stuck in the house, it's like a lot of projects that were like sort of on the shelf for a while. I've been taking down from the shelf. And so like a bunch of old laptops that I might have paid like 10 bucks for at the MIT flea yes. market last year or there before are finally getting, well, let's see what it can do and let's see what do I want to do with this. And the the end of that decision tree is usually installing some form of Linux on it. And so and because I can I can have this 19 this 2008 macbook or, or or powerbook and so long as i can get the a chrome a chromium based browser on it it's as good as i would possibly it, it's still like 75 percent of a really really useful device and it kind of got me thinking that yeah but so what so instead of spending like 800 dollars on like an intel i5 based chromebook why don't i just spend ten dollars on a thinkpad that has has like a like a uh, a Celeron processor or whatever, and if I'm just gonna be using the browser anyway, it's it's I know it's way more than that, but I just realized that it really is just about using the browser. Yeah, especially in this day and age, because everything is just contained. Your computing life, ever since we moved to the cloud, this really happened because it was easy. I mean, the browser is essentially the portal to the cloud on whatever you have it on, you know, yeah. whatever device that you have it on. And everything everything of mine that's on the internet is tied to one account, really, when I think about it. Oh, my God. And this just makes me think about the whole um, – that link I sent you today on Slack yeah. uh, at um, the center uh, – I forgot actually Columbia, the Columbia Journalism Review. Um, it was a conversation between Mark Bergen, who covers Google, and Ina Freed. Um, and uh I forgot who else. And they were talking about just how Google has like locked us in <laughs> to <laughs> to needing it because of this account. And I know that we've talked about that before, but because we're having this conversation and it just led me to that sort of re-revelation i'm just it's just making me think that's why it's yeah. the reason we do this podcast because <laughs> because of that account i've been thinking about lock-in too because um 
I, I Chrome is a wonderful browser. It's a fab browser. You've been pro- thinking about being locked in, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, because people. on my on my Macs, I just realized that uh, part of part of my like pre-flight checklist before like I do a live stream or like a, a, a live mm-hmm. podcast is to shut c- close close every single Chrome window. If and if I can actually quit Chrome and switch to Safari for whatever I need a browser for, because I know that it's not gonna it's not gonna start like creating brand like a hundred thousand instances of a JavaScript and just totally kill every other priority that exists on this thing. And the and the thought goes that maybe I should switch to Safari. And I don't know whether I feel locked in or whether it's a precursor to just being grateful for how well having the same browser on every device works because if i could if uh, if i could find a system that could sync bookmarks between browsers as well as just simply being logged into my google account and using chrome on everything was that might be a game changer but i can't every time i try one it's like okay now there's something that i want to talk about on 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 material on Wednesday. Oh, here's something else that I'm really going to want to make sure that on Thursday when I'm preparing the show docket for NPR that this is the first thing I want to talk. Now I'm going to trust you, Safari, that if I bookmark this, that the plugin I've installed is going to make sure that it syncs across all devices. Because if I find out like a day after the show and I'm reminded that I didn't talk about this thing, I'm going to be very upset. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah, I feel that way too, like when you're going through your tabs from the week that you've collected, because that's what I do in the browser that I use is I just, I do this on every device that I use is I just leave a bunch of browser tabs open. (laughs) I'm like, I'll come back to this later. Uh, But because I use Chrome and I have that one account, what I do is I fire up Chrome and I go to the history and then, you know, it'll give you the tabs that are open on other devices. By the way, you brought up the Pixelbook. Mine, like, you know, I use mine every day. It's just, it's, you know, it's my Mm -hmm. companion. And so I think that's why to me, it's a little um, surprising to hear that you had to kind of like do remedial, you know, Chrome OS, because for me, it's, I'm so familiar with it. Sometimes I come back to you like a a quote unquote regular operating system. Um, And, you know, I, I think, oh God, I forgot how this thing works. Um, Visually, my pixel book is looking worse for wear. And I just have been going through a lot of cleaning regimens with the devices in my office because, again, we're at home. Right. Things do. You're staring at these things all the time. You're thinking, oh my God, that's so dirty. I've been cleaning smart displays, you know, making sure to like get a little. Uh, I'm using isopropyl alcohol on them. I'm not using Windex. Please don't do that. Um, although you can use Method. Uh, cleaner on the actual bodies of the smart displays just and the security cameras. You can use them on the bodies, not on the optics. Um, and so I was looking at the Chromebook and it's, or the Pixel book, and it's so, it is not worn out well. I kind of want to do like a photo shoot just to show how grimy it's gotten. But the thing that's holding me back is I don't want to gross people out. (laughs) But it's really bad. I mean, think about it. It's years of going with me everywhere, including like personal trips where I've taken a laptop, right? It's years of me eating around it. Um, (laughs) You know, I have 
it's years of me maybe after a workout I like went on there and that little pad you know using it a couple times a day that little pad was getting all the oils from my body and so now it's like yellow but also has that indentation from where you've you know uh rested your wrists kind of like a wrist pad would uh <laughs> the keys I don't know what's under them <laughs> and because it's a one of those chiclet keyboards I can't easily replace the keys you know take them off and replace them as you would with like a mechanical keyboard to clean under them and so right now i am doing research on how to clean it because i have no idea how to clean a laptop like you could surface clean it but you if you want to do a deep clean which is a thing you could do to a pc you know go inside the case you go with a vacuum uh you know in an air can and just kind of like get those dust bunnies out with a mechanical keyboard you could take it apart like clean it um i have no idea how to clean a laptop that you take with you everywhere and the pixel book is to the point where i'm afraid the next time you know when when this is all over, as we say, that we'll be out of our houses, I'll be going to an event, and somebody will look over and think in their heads, gross. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I I don't know how to clean it. So that's, I will let you know if I figure anything out. That number one, what are you doing going to a conference for people who, like, are not interested in minding their own darn business? <laughs> It's a judgmental con 2020. Okay, clearly, Andy, this is me talking to myself. True. So, right. This is the internal conversation being told as an external. Okay. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the, the other thing is that I, uh, I think I do have somewhere pictures that I took of the last time that I had a MacBook or PowerBook where you could actually pull the keycaps off and clean underneath them. And I've. I don't I have them handy, one. but I remember like what those photos look like. And if there's anything I took away from that last experience, it's that the underside of your keycaps, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. No mortal man or woman was meant to look inside there. Just I know. <laughs> let that evil remain. <laughs> let I, the know. <laughs> I know. I it, know. Uh, it's, I mean, who knows? Like, uh, okay, I'm going to gross people out for a second. <laughs> Content warning. So that way you could switch over if you need to. Um, you know, think about like all the bugs and ants that could be in, under there, you know? Because they get curious. And, mm. you know, food particles, things like that. It's uh, Anyway, I have taken this maybe too far now. Now we're talking about food particles. But uh, when you put that mention of the Pixel Book in the doc today, it just made me think about, God, that's the thing that I've been really self-conscious about is yeah. how disgusting <laughs> How mine has worn over time. It's a it's a white notebook, and I and there was a time. This is why I don't have a white car. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, well there okay there was a time uh, there was a time last year I had the same situation that you were in where it's like ooh this looks grimy and grummy and actually it cleaned up really nice with just with like some alcohol and like with like regular like non destructive cleaners I was even like the the rubber wrist rest. Which and I will I will make I will make a point that the re, there's a reason why I've saved like every MacBook and PowerBook that I've ever owned because I kind of I kind of like the, the 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 years and years and years of reviews and columns and news items they're they're they they've gone to the land of ghosts and winds they're probably backed up somewhere but they're of no use to anybody but however if I'm going to leave behind a sign of exactly how much work and dedication I put into my, my, my vocation. It's the fact that my God, all of these keycaps have been polished to a mirror bright finish just with the, just with his fingerprints. Oh yeah. 
that's the C now that I, I buy individual yeah. mechanical keys. This is the thing that I look for is will this wear over time? Like what is this made with? And that's because of the material that they've been using for, for keys, you know, they, all that shine, all that grease and oils from your fingers getting onto the key and just kind of like rubbing that paint away. Um, I'm, I'm actually very curious if you're thinking about, I don't know, maybe doing like a mini museum on your wall. Like I'm just thinking about something cool and modern with different shelves just kind of stacked throughout and then having, you know, these pieces of tech for, you know, just to show off. And I have to be honest that part of the reason I'm thinking like this is because I've been playing nonstop Animal Crossing and that's literally <laughs> what you do is you you put out the things I have, <laughs> you've I, collected for people in, to see. In the old house, I did have like one of the bookshelves was like I did have like all the old MacBooks, not necessarily on display, but like stored together, like yeah. a retirement community. And I haven't found a show. This talk again, talk about like getting to getting towards like old put off projects. I'm finally like now that I've lived here for two and two or three years. Uh, you, you heard you heard the old the old maxim that um, when you're creating like a college campus, you don't the architect. The landscaper, they might have an idea of where to put the footpaths, but the smart landscaper just puts down nothing but like grass, then waits a year. Then when they see where there's no, where all the grass has been worn down, mm, that's yes. where you lay asphalt. It's it's taken me – I put up one big set of wall shelves that – on a place that I thought would be a great place to have a bookcase and a year later realized, no, that was like the perfect place to hang art. And so, so, now, yeah. so now that it's been a couple of years – uh, I've I've actually ordered like shelves that are like now boxed and like s- set up. Excuse this me, a box and arrived in the house. right that I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. drill holes because now I know exactly where these shelves should go. So now I can finally like get my laptops and put them back again, not on display, but sometimes there's it's kind of a, a, a totem. If, it's like a tattoo. <laughs> That's what I yeah. call bad it akin decisions. to. Well, All the bad no, decisions I no, made while no. writing. <laughs> I just mean to say it's it's like, yeah, it's like putting a poster up. It's like any old thing that you would just put up. And also, you looking at it reminds you of all that work you've done, right. the things that you've been doing for a living. It reminds you that you get to do something you love, which, you know, is always a nice reminder. Just like wake and up I and didn't. be like, oh, that's right. I love doing this. I guess I'll yes. go sit down in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Also, the like we should we should probably move on. But the the other the other important thing about like actually like not having things in boxes and making sure that you do like put up the shelves and make sure you do put things on the shelves is that if God forbid like I'm hit by a bus or whatever, like uh, the people who have to come in here and like pack up all my stuff will at least it will at least give them a clue as to. Now there's a like a, a fly like a a promotional fly swatter from some sort of a trade show, but okay, well this wasn't this isn't like the stuff that was like stuffed into like an, an Amazon box and put at the back. Of the, this was actually like on a nail in a little shadow box. So I have no idea what this meant to him, but it meant something to him. And so maybe one of his friends or family members will want to have that. God knows. So I, I think it is if if I want to make sure that the uh, if I want if I want to make sure that the uh, the college level calculus textbook mm-hmm. that I have that's been signed by every member of Monty Python, including the dead ones, 
Like it's not, oh, old calculus textbook, that's worth a toss. I have to make sure that it is like in a special place that indicates that, okay, there must be a reason why he kept that. That's going to be worth money someday, by the way. See, it's see. That's my biggest. My biggest worry is that, like, I have to. I've told. I've told friends about it, but I feel as though I haven't done this. But I feel as though I really need to put some sort of a post-it or something on the back of it. So once again, you need to do more. You should just you. You should put it in your will. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, everyone, to be grim. No, no, and no, hey, no, no, no. Legal Zoom, if you're out there and you want to sponsor us, uh, we talk <laughs> about these things. Um, but seriously, you should. <laughs> I don't know. I think about that. Like for me, okay, we will move in. I promise we will talk <laughs> about Google. But I do have a box of all the journals I've written since I was uh, 12 years old. So since junior high. And for me, I have put like, there is a box of my writings. Like, <laughs> if you find that there's a story here and I have not written anything, please feel yeah. free. <laughs> so. Well, I see. I, I I do have. We will we will move on. But yes, I, we I will. see. I do have like a, a ma- on, uh, attached to my fridge with a magnet behind like a really cool like little promotional poster that I have on there because I think it's a really cool poster. Mm-hmm. But hidden behind that, there is like an envelope that has. The, the the information that anybody who needs to know if I'm incapacitated or dead, it's like it's the easy the easiest thing just to tell people the people that need to know that okay well there's an envelope behind this thing on my fridge you'll be able to find it immediately it'll have any instructions that you need to have, but the, but it's you don't want to freak people it I don't want to freak people out by suddenly saying in case that i should pass unexpectedly i know i know, I know. <laughs> because it's, then I'm, you do get hit by a bus I'm sorry, and then that know, person going to wonder was he was he pushed did he jump <laughs> or was it an accident it, it just seems weird yeah i know now i feel bad talking about this because of like all the bad stuff that's been going on i'm yes. sorry everyone this is what happens we can Between take the curse off Andy. of it by saying that it is just like what happened in like episode 4 or 5 of the of the tiger king where it's like, but before and before he disappeared, he told us that he changed his will. It's like, that's, that's true. That's that's the kind of if, if ever I ch- if ever I change my will, I'm going to it's kind of I'm going to change my will and then make sure that I don't leave the house for two months just to make sure that or get hmm, fed to tigers. Exactly. Well, no, no, no. Just uh, I don't want people to I don't want people to speculate. I don't want there to be a documentary in which. They realize, hey, how many episodes did we make? Seven. Oh, oh, crap. We were supposed to make eight. Damn it. Uh, 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 when's the deadline? Ten days. Oh, crap. Uh, quick. We Google have time search. for one more narrative. <laughs> Google search everything about every car- every person involved. Find anything that we can make into an episode. Suspiciously, oh, bef- before he disappeared <laughs> on his trip uh, to Quicksand listen, Village. If Andy anybody. <laughs> If any of our fans out there, sorry to, uh, I don't, okay, I don't want being self-conscious. If anybody <laughs> listening out there um, is particularly a fan of Andy and I like talking randomly about stuff, we do this before the podcast to warm up like every week. <laughs> if I'm not like having a particularly bad week wherein, you know, then I tell Andy about, you know, this is why stuff sucks. Um, you know, we usually have banter and that really helps the mood of us going into the podcast. So if this is something you like, let us know because we would love to give you like a bonus episode of this where we just talk about like movies and TV because 
it's either that or listen to us do our vocalization exercises because we're our 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 golden voices are our passports to to financial mm-hmm. security. We we're not going <laughs> to risk these by simply speaking for an hour about technology going in there cold. Right, right. Uh, oh, should we speak me, 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 <laughs> about technology? Oh, Mine me, sounds me, me, like me, Orthodox me, monks. Okay, it's fine. Um, should we yes. speak about let's, technology? Let's let's go for a break, and we'll be mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. In which I don't want to scare you, but dogs and cats are living together. This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, but did you know that it can take your TV watching to the next level? Oh, yes. You can unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now, we're spending more time at home, so it's only a matter of time before we run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to binge whatever you want, like Doctor Who or Star Trek, on the UK Netflix. It's really simple. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app and change your location to the UK. Then you refresh Netflix and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address so you can control where you want sites to think you're located, and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. That's a lot of Netflix libraries that you can sort through. So if you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC Player, YouTube, whatever you want. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which you want when you're watching shows. No buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want wherever you want it. I like to use ExpressVPN to help me get on Romanian Netflix because then I can watch more Romanian movies and TV and it really helps me kind of keep the language and uh, learn some of the new expressions that the youths are using overseas. If you go to this link right now, expressvpn.com slash material, you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash material. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their supportive material and all of Relay FM. Well, everybody, I don't know if you had the same reaction I did when you were going into tech news and you saw something that really confused you. It was a brand new logo of a project, a logo of an Apple logo right next to the Google logo. So and weird. friends, I, at one point I thought, did Apple just acquire Google? <laughs> Is Google now an Apple product? Uh, oh because God. it's not – again, uh, it's uh, – you know, my sleep schedule is a little bit wacky. Maybe I woke up at 9.30 in the morning after four hours of sleep. Listen, I was we not- are headed <laughs> – this is really terrible. And again, Graham, we're headed for a recession. Yep. All right. This this happened, you know, with, uh, with, with GM, you know, uh, selling off their brands, you know. Not to say that Google is in such dire need, but well, well, especially to make a hit in the wearables market. So maybe they said, "If you okay, tell you what, I will let you buy us for forty billion dollars, but you have to re, you have to make an Android Wear version of the Apple Watch." Oh, Andy, that would at what least get a second. Are you meeting. putting out into the world right now? You are putting something. You're doing this on purpose. You want this to be manifested. That's what you are doing. I just want to be proud of a. You want to be. You want this to manifest. Well, it's out there, folks. I don't. I don't want to like every fall think. uh, Look at look at an iPhone, and every time I'm thinking about maybe switching back to the iPhone, be thinking, 
Andy, if you get an iPhone, you could have an Apple Watch. Put your crystals by the moon, folks. Charge them up because Andy is manifesting. <laughs> I'm sending. I'm, I'm like one, doing one of those like Oprah Winfrey sort of. I'm sending the, yes, my desire out there. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> I'm going to will this to happen. Uh, okay, but well, but seriously, folks. That. So actually, actually, it's it's pretty cool. So Apple and Google have partnered on a really important project. They're partnering up on contact tracing technology uh, that will help uh, trace. People who have the contacts with you might have had with people who have been diagnosed uh, with tested positive for for COVID nineteen, and I thought this was super super exciting for a lot of reasons. Now, uh, for as industry observers, also the fun part of uh, how I don't know how that phone call starts between who does did does Apple approach Google? Does Google approach Apple? Ordinarily. Like if this had, if this had if something like this had happened like a year ago, like if there were not quarantining in place, I would think maybe at some sort of trade show, like they these executives and these engineers socialize together and they realize that wow, there is something that we could we have individually we have never been able to do that together only only we can do. I don't know. I wonder how this happened. I'm ge- I'm guessing that part of it was that um, this kind of technology is known to be a very very vital weapon in keeping in containing the spread of of coronavirus that the ability to once someone has tested positive for this to be able to reach out to those who might have been in contact with this person and tell them to please lay low for a couple of weeks because you might be spreading this virus and not know it uh, and the given that we've all, as a culture, have seemed to volunteered uh, to carry these tracking devices with us at all times. <laughs> yes, we have. And, and and again, given given the importance of the the potential value of this technology, um, people have been writing about this and researching this for the past couple of months. A lot of the more authoritarian governments have been. Saying, well, guess what? We're going to now require everybody to. We're going to create new restrictions and new restrictions on uh, on on privacy to make sure that we can track every single human being, so that we can be able. The government can find out who was with whom and when and where, which is deeply scary. It's actually, I would say, in my case, more scary than than a pandemic. There is a vaccine potentially for a pandemic virus. There is no vaccine for the desire of a government to grind its boot heel uh, more 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 awfully on the neck of the proletariat uh but uh, so i have a comment about this but please? i want you to go forward no i want you to okay. continue because it has to do with well when we get to the the concern part of this <laughs> <laughs> so okay so let's get let's get uh, get the facts up both apple and google have both posted uh, there's a, a post on the google blog uh another post on the uh apple newsroom site Again, we'll have both dogs uh, and cats <laughs> exactly and uh, they're both they they were both written separately so it's not as though there's the, 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 the in, in their respective thing. like design paradigms right. like in the way that google does it on their blog and the way that apple does it oh yee. right <laughs> so I'll, so to to be fair i will the i'll give the overall description of it i'm quoting from quoting from apple newsroom uh the apple newsroom 
He says, since COVID-19 can be transmitted through close proximity to affected individuals, public health officials have identified contact tracing as a valuable tool to help contain its spread. A number of leading public health authorities, universities, and NGOs across the world have been doing important work to develop opt-in contact tracing technology. To further this cause, Apple and, and Google will be launching a comprehensive solution that includes application programming interfaces, APIs, and operating system level technology to assist in enabling contact tracing. So the basic technology, uh, to without getting into the details yet, is that um, in, a, in a completely anonymous way, this technology on your phone is keeping track of uh, anonymous uh, keys uh, that personally that will identify other phones, and will it will it maintains a collection of all of the keys it is seen via Bluetooth as you move throughout the world. And so if uh, one, if an owner of one of these phones that your phone has been uh, close by uh, has uh, been, that the owner has been uh, diagnosed with the uh, coronavirus and a uh, health agency has, uh, will f- uh, flag this in a central database, your phone every, every day or so downloads these keys, compares it against the keys that you have and will say, oh, you've been close to someone with coronavirus. You might want to contact this organization to get further information. Uh, so uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, now I'm quoting from uh, one of the PDFs on Google's site that uh, clarifies uh, how this all works, uh, or rather, puts certain certain uh, questions and concerns of any Google personal tracing technology to uh, to uh, to make you feel better about it. Um, says that it's actually a bulleted list. First, explicit user consent is required. So you don't have it's not going to be forced. Uh, you're not going to be forced to use this. At some point, you have to choose to enable this contact tracing technology. It doesn't collect personally identifiable information or user location data. So it's not broadcasting that Andy Notka was here. Andy Notka was close to Florence Ion. This is where they were close together. This is the time of the date they were close together. It simply says that there is an anonymous, that my anonymous key detected the presence of another person's flows, excuse me, a person I don't know's anonymous key. And by the way, these keys are rotated about every 15 minutes. So it's not as though we're giving, assigning people uh, a, a trackable tag. Uh, third, a list of people you've been in contact with, again, is collecting those keys via Bluetooth. That list uh, that you've been in contact with never leaves your phone. Uh, people who test positive are not identified to other users, Google or Apple. So you're not going to get the scarlet letter uh, because you've been diagnosed as positive for coronavirus. We notice you've been diagnosed. <laughs> Here are ads we're serving you now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. We noticed that you've been kicked. You're, you're, you're about to be kicked out of your apartment. Here are ads for moving companies mm-hmm. and for storage mm-hmm. locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it will only be used uh, for contact tracing by public health, author- public health authorities and only for COVID-19. Uh, so again, this is not an infrastructure for tracking every human on the planet by an oppressive govern- government. Uh, it's once again because all this data is on your phone and anonymized. It's not being sent on a daily basis to a central server. It really is information on and anonymized information that's being pushed down to your phone if you choose to to have it, and it's being controlled by public health authorities. the The apps that control this are going to be run by uh, health public health uh, organizations. Um, and also, it doesn't matter, of course, if you have an Android phone or an iPhone. It works across both. 
Uh, and so the uh, they mentioned APIs. This, they're rolling this out in two levels. In May, they say that they're going to be releasing joint APIs to make this work so that if health organizations want to create apps that that make this happen, they can create it and it will work with any other app that's supporting these APIs. Later on down the road, these features are going to be rolled into iOS and rolled into Android OS in, at the operating system level. So all uh, all these Android phones and all these iPhones will have this capability out of the factory. Once again, the user will have to enable it. That's probably one of the most uh, – a lot of people have been talking about this for the past few days and the weaknesses of this, of this uh, idea. One of them is getting people to – go into their phone and download this app that you're going to need to make this work in May or June. And then even so when it's part of the operating system to activate it and say, yes, I do want this to happen. We're getting, given that we're getting pushback against social distancing, uh, there are going to be some people that when you say, please download this app or please go into settings and turn this thing on, there is going to be some ignorance and pushback against that as well. Um, we don't have a whole lot of information beyond that. Uh, Google has said that uh, uh, the uh, core operating system functionality for this is going to be released as part of a Google Play Store update. So as you know, a lot of the features of the Android operating system aren't part of like a Android 10, Android 11, like a major annual release. There are these system files that are updated through Google Play. So as a result... Every phone that that uh, can get updates through the Google Play Store conceivably will be able to get this uh, these new APIs and this these new features. Whereas uh, Apple, they've never had a problem <laughs> forcing everybody to download uh, updates to uh, iOS. Um, yeah, so it it's interesting. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about you know wool gathering and beard stroking about this. But what, what do you think about this so far? So I have a couple of browser tabs open um, just as a couple of things to add on, which is part of this idea came from the fact that this worked really well um, overseas. So this worked in China to help flatten the curve. Uh, they they kind of collected information to find out who had hung out with who and used that to kind of help, you know, determine uh, where to trace this virus. Um but then you have civil liberties groups like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF, and they're pushing back on this. And because they're pushing back on this, it's making me feel a little dubious about it because I already feel weird about the idea of contact tracing. To me, it's akin to the cameras they put on stoplights, for instance, like mm-hmm. the license plate readers, which um, in the Bay Area, those are used by um, – a lot of police departments and yeah. they're often used to profile people and figure out where they have been, who they've hung out with and sort of um, try and incriminate them uh, with that data. I know Andy that you mentioned how they're going to like secure this information, how they're going to tokenize it. So it like can't be immediately traced back to me. But then I think about the news stories that I have read over the years about how um, data like this has been subpoenaed from tech companies. And so it's like, well, if it comes to a point where like a lawyer has to come in and says, I need to know exactly where this person was at this time, who is to say that that information is not going to be used? And maybe it's not going to be used, but it's also just the, the, 
I know I'm going to get some pushback from this because it's going to be like, well, Flo, we're dealing with like a global pandemic. So many people have died. How can you not want to help? But that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that while this is great, we need to ensure that when we have um, become immune to this virus, which we will, because I am optimistic about this, positive is going to happen with all the resources in the world. Um, is this going to be like a law, you know, remember all those internet bills that we've talked about that were made in the 90s, like during yeah. the Clinton administration, and they never got updated. And so now they're being loopholed. Um, I don't want that to become of this particular technology. I hope that when we have figured out what's going on with COVID, we've, you know, figured out a way to bottle it and just keep it from spreading that we can look at something like this and not leave the gate open on it um, in the, in the software that yeah. it's on. That's no, how I, I feel about it. I, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's, it's one of those moments where I'm left uh, struggling with the core problem of being an adult. That there's a reason why you say one says that I have I'm a, I'm a person of principles because you have multiple principles, not just one, and sometimes they're in conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> here's and I will say that up to this point, I was only like a few. Uh, up until a few weeks ago, most of the stuff that I knew about this kind of contact tracing was the systems that, again, the good the the negative way of putting it is that uh, rege- governments and regimes that are used to having uh, immense control over their population. The better way of putting it is uh, countries whose society values the stability and safety of the group over sometimes the rights and the potential danger to individuals. That's the nice way you would put it. Um, And the way that they would do it is in a very brute force sort of method and a way that um, you worry that there have been been people inside these governments that for years have been begging for an opportunity to create this sort of infrastructure – in which they don't have to slink around in keeping track of every single individual, and they don't have to rely on loopholes. Uh, and this is the just the excuse that they need to actually make this happen. Just like uh, in the in when we went through nine eleven, uh, there were people who really, really wanted to invade Iraq. They real and this was exactly the excuse they needed to do it. And the other similarity that got me thinking about 9-11 is that we had uh, not just changes but like entire government agencies, entire government bureaucracies that were created for purposes that seemed like a good idea at the time, like the TSA and ICE. And long after that immediate crisis passed, the problem that we – the solutions to that problem are now problems in and of themselves – and what I was fearing was that either, again, I'm such a Pollyanna. I, I feel I feel as though I have to acknowledge the possibility that everybody is not a jerk, but perhaps there are well-meaning people in the federal government at this at this time <laughs> yes, who think that yes. this is the best way to keep everybody safe and make sure that we can get the economy going back again is to make sure that we can allow people to intermingle safely once again 
I think because it's more... Because if we can't capitalism, I mean, what's the point of society? Well, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there, there is that. But there's also, <laughs> it's... Um, uh, Not sorry. I, I, as as I've said many times, I live in a, a very touristy neighborhood. Again, literally, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not literally, but you know, basically Times Square for this town. And so it bothers me to see all of these in, all of these independently owned businesses yeah. are closed and might yeah, not come down. Yeah. There, there's only there's only one here. business in this entire neighborhood that is not like if you walk into the store or or order your pizza you're not ordering it from either the owner or the or relative of the owner and so the sooner that we can get and, and also there's going to be a breaking point which people just don't want to be it's September or October and people just do not want to be able to to, to not be able to go to a bar or go to a movie or go to a live theater event and if there's a way at some point we can do so safely, like, for instance, uh, let's say that the system that Google and Apple are coming up with is working really, really well, that uh, a future iteration of it allows a, uh, the infrastructure on this phone or the app on this phone to create a digital token that says that this person has never, as of the download of the database uh, Two hours ago, this person has not been in close contact with anybody that's been diagnosed with COVID-19 uh, in the past two weeks. Therefore, if you do show up at a bar or at a restaurant, you tap in and we'll say, yep, you're, it's OK for this person to be here. They are almost certainly clean. It's worth the risk. That's the sort of stuff that can – I'm not talking about making sure that McDonald's I'm not, or the gas stations or the energy companies can continue to make billions and billions of dollars and put their workers at risk. I'm talking again. I'm thinking more of independent uh, organizations. Um, that that's the sort of stuff that I think about. I'm wondering what the breaking point of humanity of the society is going to be. As as it is, it's like a, we're recording on Wednesday, and Wednesday is the day historically that new comic books come out. Mm-hmm. But within the past couple of weeks, and video games. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> to 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 each our own freak. Uh, the <laughs> and uh, the, and the the distributor of comic books has decided to stop shipping comic books. They were no mm-hmm. longer accepting new comics to even mm-hmm. to ship out to the stores because their stores are closed. And as a result, the the comic book publishers are no longer, even though they have stuff that they could publish digitally, they are no longer even releasing new comics. And uh, this, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm wondering how many people are going to fall out of the habit of buying regular comics. These comics that are the the lifeblood of these great movies, these great TV shows, and in some cases these great uh, streaming networks that are being created. And so I'm wondering if we if we don't get creative in ways to allow people to get out of their houses safely, what habits, good or bad, are going to go away and never going to come back? Um, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm sorry, getting back to the point, I'm glad to see Apple and that this, given my concerns, seeing how this has been done in other countries by governments, I am so glad to see Google and Apple doing this as two of the most powerful technology companies in the world, private organizations, uh, also interfacing with private organizations. There is no federal law requiring this stuff to be installed. Uh, they, uh, uh, the government has not 
nationalized certain groups within Google or or Facebook saying, guess what? We're we're there because there are there are laws that basically says that we can nationalize your business or we can basically say that I know that you're you thought that you'd be making lawnmowers right, right now, but guess what? You're making yeah. tanks because yeah. it's World War II. Right. Um I'd be ter- I'd be really terrified if it weren't being done by a company like Google and Apple, because they can do, yeah. they can, it will prevent, I think, a government from being cute. Because the reason, the way that they, sell, that a government will sell this sort of thing is that we just want to make sure that the way to contain this virus and and contain the human damage and the or the damage to society is making sure we have social distancing and making sure we have contact tracing and meanwhile in the background <laughs> the saps but it actually what we want to do is to be able to trace every citizen and control their movements and make sure we it's like <laughs> but apple and google can say oh that's great because we've we have come up with a way of doing that that will not allow anybody to track anybody for any reason if it works correctly. And that is a big if, of course. Um, on Google's site, one of the PDFs that's on the site is essentially the cryptography, the the math. Uh, and as we all know, the only way to make sure that uh, that a secure system is secure is to publish how you're doing it so that right. other people can bang on it. Um, so that's that's how I feel about that. I I'm not comfortable with it. However, uh, I do. It's the it's now you know it's now April. My own headspace is that I'm not even contemplating that things are going to be anything close to normal until July. I don't mean that they'll be normal starting to get to normal in July. I'm saying that that's the earliest that I'm possibly thinking that I will be able to once again go get on commuter rail and go into Boston. And do my NPR show with with the people I do it with in Boston, mm, in and person, I'm thinking right. that, and I have to, I feel as though I have to have the mindset of it could be months after that, it could be, or it could not happen until we have a vaccine uh, against this, and the ability of technology to perhaps mitigate that, to say that we are now over the bad hump of this, we now are in the business of making sure it doesn't resurge. We can't get mm-hmm. rid of it yet, but we have to make sure it re- it's worth thinking about and it's worth trying. And I have faith in Google and Apple to run this correctly. I also have faith in the non-idiots who work in, work in security to be hammering on this really hard to find any weakness that could be exploited. Uh, although, again, my hopes aren't high. Just like you said, all the times that we've talked, we've, We've talked about issues in which, oh, so it turns out that there was one contractor who thought that, hey, it's really too much work for us to keep decrypting these keys. We're going to include us. We're going to add in a subroutine that just puts everything in plain text so that we when we have to do maintenance don't have to actually. Oh, dear, that was bad. Um, we should we should move on. But <sighs> I will say the, other, the last thing is that I do want to know how much discussion went into that logo. Because it is, if you haven't seen it, it is the Apple logo and then a vertical bar and then the Google logo in black and white. And it's like super perfectly aligned. I mean, it is the most meticulously aligned typography I've ever seen in my life. I feel like, you know, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to pick teams. I don't want to, you know, we already do the whole Apple versus Android thing. So, you know. I I, see, I, I could, I'm, I could definitely see. This being a 10-second discussion because they both realize how important this is. 
and maybe there's maybe they flipped a coin whether it's i actually i do think that as a design object a graphical logo followed by a word of text scans better than a google and then the apple logo but it's i, I would like to know did they did they do rock paper scissors for it <laughs> did they just did it just show up on like in some sort of like powerpoint slide and then, like Google, the Google's uh, representatives didn't want to create a stir by saying, "Excuse me, did we vote on this? I don't recall voting on that." Yeah, I'm just, I'm also just thinking precedents down the line. You know, <laughs> the world, the world is getting scarier and scarier, folks. So you want the the fang companies to be able to come together and you know help out humanity in a time of crisis so kudos to whoever's idea it was to get this going forward and you know please please keep doing things when you can that are good yeah and also if allow it, your employees to unionize. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm, what? I'm I'm, jo- I'm joking around <laughs> a lot, but it's it must be very very satisfying to work at Google and work at Apple, and that you're not you're not the the 18th person on the design team that has to support this new LED technology on a watch that's not going to be made for their five years. No, you are actually doing the save the world from mm. <laughs> from from coronavirus project. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the that's a phone call that you definitely return right away when it turns yep. when it when it turns up for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm joking about the logo, but isn't it? It's at times like these. It's it's nice to joke about stuff that don't actually mean anything. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, we'll be back with uh, with uh, less world-bearing sort of issues right after our second ad. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers can click that Buy Now button or access your content? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it's not. You need Pingdom. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages a day. Pingdom helps you keep your sites and the sites you love online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, I was joking earlier on about how I just want google to have like a decent android wear watch uh as we've been talking about uh, earlier uh, that uh, of course one of the problems is that they're that google is relying on qualcomm to make the chips that power its devices and if qualcomm is not thumbs interested, down emoji thumbs uh, down emoji that's all emoji. i can say to that yes. oh yeah uh, but there might be some good news, not necessarily for Wear OS, but for other things. Uh, Axios is reporting, they have a scoop, that Google is developing its own CPUs, its own silicon for future phones and longer down the down the line uh, on Chromebooks. 
Now, this isn't this. Uh, this is something that you probably would have put money on at some point because it is a logical thing for Google to do. Um, one of the reasons why Apple's mobile devices are so amazing is that years ago they started creating, uh, going, uh, rejecting off-the-shelf CPUs and designing silicon that is tailor-made to work specifically with this yep. device, specifically for the software and the artificial intelligence that Apple wants to support. Uh, that's one of the reasons why they've been leaving uh, Android and the, Google in the dust in its devices. Uh, and also that Google has very, very notably been hiring away CPU designers from uh, uh, from Apple and from uh, from Qualcomm. So we knew this was happening, but this is the first – Axios has the first hard – uh, first names and dates. Uh, I'm quoting uh, Axios here's the chip, codenamed Whitechapel. That's a suspicious name. Maybe I was you, looking for. I was just the googling most famous to see if I could serial find. killer in history. Maybe. Oh, you don't wanna... I didn't. I didn't think about that. See, I was thinking about like Whitechapel steeple, oh, like marriage. You know, like I, <laughs> I was trying to look for some meaning. Yeah. Besides, There's, but but the Axios uh, who says they 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 have a, a source who's giving them this information. It's it's one word, Whitechapel. Uh, say this chip, codenamed Whitechapel, was designed in co- cooperation with Samsung, whose state of the art five nanometer technology would be used to manufacture the chips. According to a source familiar with Google's effort, Samsung has also man- manufactured Apple's iPhone chips as well as its own Exynos processors. Uh, they also say that Google has, uh, in recent weeks, received its first working versions of the chips. Uh, they're not expire, uh, expected to power Pixel phones until next year. And as far as Chromebooks, that could be further off from that. Um, it has an 8-core ARM processor. It also includes hardware that's op- optimized specifically for Google's machine learning technology. They say a portion of its silicon will also be dedicated to improving the performance and always-on capabilities of the Google Assistant. So this is this has got to be a big thumb in the eye for or other finger in the eye to Qualcomm. Uh, it's a huge vote of no confidence, I would say. Yeah, I mean, but why would they have any confidence? They've tried to sell Wear OS watches, whatever Android Wear watches, for years with those chips inside, and every time it was just like one disappointing review after another and just people complaining like the battery life is not long like this is not what i want out of a watch and apple's just been zooming forward with its smartwatches i mean i'm wearing a samsung watch like this is it samsung makes its own processor uh for these watches and it's great ui is another story but we're not talking about that um I was wondering if this would be a symbiotic relationship, like if we would be, if Samsung would be getting any, you know, anything from this. But I'm realizing no, because Samsung is a big um, manufacturer of uh, components. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they make displays for everybody buys their displays. Everybody buys this from them and that from them. Um, That's how they also make a bulk of their money. So it makes sense that Google would go to Samsung and say, can, Hey, can you cut us a deal? Can we make some silicone in your factories? Um, You know, maybe we'll, you know, can you cut us a deal? Like, we'll, we'll give you a, we'll figure something out down the line uh, with our Android. We visited your (laughs) Etsy page, your, your Etsy shop, and you make some really cool crocheted uh, power, power, uh, power deliberate CPUs there. (laughs) Could you make like 1.8 million of them to our specification? (laughs) We'll give you a free ad. (laughs) You don't have to put the googly eyes on it. Uh, We don't want the googly eye version of it. As funny as the googly eyed CPUs are. 
but yeah, it's <sighs> it's that's excellent. That, that's an excellent, excellent piece of news for anybody who feels an attachment to uh, to Pixel hardware. That uh, they Google has done a really good job of making the Pixels competitive with iPhones, but my goodness, the performance of, I, of iOS hardware is just ungodly. And their ability to they just just today they announced the uh, rumored uh, iPhone SE for three hundred ninety nine dollars, and of course they cut lots and lots of corners to get it down to that price range. But they essentially were able to give it the same CPU as the iPhone eleven. So it's so imagine a two like a, a Toyota Corolla, but it has like the powertrain and engine of like the this top of the, the line fifth, Toyota screen. This is the fifth car metaphor that has been made today in relation to this iPhone. By the way, I'm sorry. No, no, no it's not bad. So <laughs> a, so a, I'm a car person, so I completely understand these metaphors. I just think it's hilarious how like different people from different circles of my life have like <laughs> used this same metaphor. That's all I, I just wanted to make an observation that, you know, that that's the metaphor. <laughs> Sorry. I will, I will, I will try to, I'll find a better no, metaphor. No, it was a good metaphor, no, no, which no, is why you I, used it because it, it, it's the best, that's the best, most user-friendly way to, to, sh- to kind of show how this iPhone exists in the general, you know, uh, smartphone world. Um, it's true. It also helps me not to have to think very hard. Yeah. <laughs> so there's well, another upside. It's it's making I mean <laughs> okay, so back to the processor thing. So I'm th- there were there was also discussion today about how this would help make the pixels cheaper because as we saw from OnePlus yesterday that the more you add things to sort of like acquiesce your using public, the more the price goes up for that, you know. People are complaining like I want this processing power. I want this ability. Um, but if you're paying just one silicone manufacturer for that, like they they can up the price on it, right? I mean, if they're the <laughs> only ones making these chips for phone manufacturers. I imagine Samsung also, they were just uh, drooling over this opportunity to sort of um, put out, be known for the processor in the Google phone. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's just great marketing. Yeah. Well, so it's a, it's, it's a nice beat down for Qualcomm, uh, partic- exactly. partic- particularly given that uh, Qualcomm is trying to tie up uh, 5G technology by creating a class of chips where the 5G, mo- 5G modem is built into the CPU. You have to, and they're not making you a version of it that does not have the 5G modem. And so guess what? Now you have to buy the licensing for it. And now you have to make sure that it's, now it is the standard that will make yeah. everything work together. And so Samsung is saying, nah, 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 nah. we're making our own phone chips for ourselves <sighs> and for everyone else. See, everybody forgets about this exciting part. Maybe it's just exciting to me because my dad worked um, in Silicon Valley in the 90s, like making chips so I and I've like gone into a clean room and like I grew up going and, you know, taking trips with my dad to work and just like falling in love with the physicality of all this stuff. And so thinking about it in, in those terms and just, God, how much power do you wield when you can say, I'm going to put this chip, this 5G chip uh, antenna, whatever inside this chip. And so you have to pay me for it. It's like, yeah, it's like when. 
again with the car metaphors. It's like when you buy a luxury car and they're like, sorry, this car costs this much, even though it's the same engine that we put in this Toyota, but you're paying for all the nice features of the Lexus, the leather interior <laughs> and um, these abilities that it can do and these special lights. So I don't know. It's... <laughs> Well, we have, we'll at least have the lawsuits to look forward to at the, at, at the bare minimum. I mean, uh, we haven't call, had call a good lawsuit. Exactly. So. And lawsuits are an essential business, everyone. So. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't even don't even. Well, say I'm it. saying should, this I'm, is I'm, drama I'm, that we could use right now because anything to get our minds off of what's going on, right? Like True, true. Give I'm us just, some good courtroom drama. I'm just thinking about all the, all the time I spend every week, some, some weeks, just doing nothing but reading legal papers and trying to understand them so I can oh, say, bless you. is this a thing or is this not a thing? Like, oh, well, this is not a thing, but it could become a thing. So I have to understand both things. Uh, let's get to, before you go away, let's uh, go back. To, let's uh, finish off by finishing where we started about Chromebooks. Really good news, I thought, uh, that came out of uh, a report from uh, chromeunbox.com. Uh, they have a, a one of their readers called their attention to the fact that they tried to install. They went to the Play Store on their Chromebook, tried to install the Twitter app, and without asking for it, it didn't download the Android Twitter app. It actually just installed uh, it, it installed the Progressive Web app instead, uh, and be, which is probably the most uh, appropriate version of Twitter to put onto a Chromebook, um, and because it, it runs really really fast, it has a very very low load. Uh, Google really, really likes progressive web apps, and it keeps trying to encourage developers to don't just assume that you have to write an Android app. Don't just assume you should write a standard web page. Uh, and that really is the only the only thing that was confusing me when I started using a Chromebook is not knowing what I need to download. Like uh, there, because there now there are four ways you can get an app for uh, for a Chromebook. One is to go to the just hit a web page and go to twitter.com and now you're just using the web page that works you can go to the play store and download the twitter app and now you're running an android app that also works they have a progressive web app which i've only been really familiar with using uh google photos where uh, at bookmark something oh do you want to save this as an app why sure uh and then if, if you have linux installed now you can also like install a Linux app if you want to instead. So the idea of it not even asking you what you want, but giving you what is probably the best solution for your device uh, is a, a very, very streamlined and simplifying uh, thing for Chrome, uh, Chrome OS users. And also it will probably help to create much more stable Chromebooks because the, the, the idea of not having actual active Android apps, if you don't need them, that are always running in the background. Mm. I, I realize that progressive web apps can do nearly everything that uh, that a, a desktop app can do, but nonetheless, there's a lot more overhead uh, with Android apps. I'm, That's really I'm, true. Yeah, I, I'm certain that the reason, one of the reasons why I was able to put away my Chromebook and uh, wake it up after a month, and the even though I didn't put it into airplane mode or anything, if I were using Android apps on it, I'm sure that something was trying to would be trying to access Wi-Fi every now and then just to contact the mothership, uh, and would just drain the battery down. Um, they uh, I, we should mention uh, their story here. Of course, the link is going to be in the show notes, uh, but uh, 
Here's how they say it. Alerted by a reader, we were made aware that the Twitter app in the Google Play Store defaults to install the, the Twitter PWA when you download the app on the Chromebook. Uh, and they're mentioning that there is no alert, no option to choose which app you'd prefer. The Play Store simply delivers the PWA when you click install. Uh, they mentioned that also seems to be true for the YouTube app. And because I'm uh, I'm not ninja master of progressive web apps, uh, other apps that you may have heard of that also are available as PWAs, uh, Keep, Pinterest, Zinio, Hulu, Spotify, Pocket, and there are more and more and more. So the idea of all of these being able to be delivered as a really low cost, excuse me, low overhead uh, progressive web app, and also not having to wonder what you should be doing and where you should be getting your software from, I think that's a big leap forward for for Chrome OS. Yeah, I I don't know if. <sighs> I mean, I kind of feel like even though I am a, I am a, I guess a loyal Chrome user. I mean, I love Chrome OS. I love the ability to be able to just like launch whatever app and do whatever I want with it. Honestly, that's what brought me to Android in the first place um, was all of that flexibility and the ability to experiment with the way that I could get the operating system to do what I wanted to do in the way that was best suited for me. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to be told how, you know, to access something or do something. I want to figure it out on my own and implement my own process because that's how I like to use things. Okay. And so that's why I was really drawn to Chrome because I'm like, oh, I have Android apps. I have Chrome apps. I have Chrome extensions. Uh, and now we have Linux apps, which is great. But I do agree with you that there is some like stability issues with having all of that stuff running concurrently because it's like trying to do everything. Um, so we're just seeing that Chrome OS is going to be reined in. I think the way that Google's been reining in Android a little bit, you know, because yeah. they broke it up. They made it easier to... To update, you know, they did all these performance improvements to it. They, you know, we no longer have to have an app on there. I mean, one would argue that we never needed a memory (laughs) killing app to begin with. But, you know, we don't have to worry about things like that anymore. It becomes more and more user friendly. Um, And so the more user friendly Chrome becomes and stable, the more people want to use it and don't just think of it as that computer that your child came home with from school right. <laughs> so. the one that your your child was issued <laughs> yeah exactly yes yeah. well this is what they were issued yeah. to my actually you, you've got all this talk has got me thinking that uh, i'm still i've never power washed my my pixel book and maybe it's time i do so uh only because do you want to do it together like no <laughs> like a Thelma and Louise sort of thing uh no no not that drastic um by the way me and my best friend's favorite movie um of course if you haven't seen Thelma and Louise watch it you have no excuse not to feature a um, young puckish and shirtless Brad Pitt absolutely that was his first movie role he was 19 <laughs> in that anyway uh, <laughs> uh boy was he ever 19 in that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I believe is the overall reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want it? But seriously, should we do yes. this together and like have it be a bit? Because I, think- I was thinking about this because my Pixel 3, I've never power washed it either. And it's making me like, oh, I should just like switch the Pixel 4 already because this is like becoming so slow. And I'm now having problems with Chrome. And so I'm thinking, you know, we should, uh, let's 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 
pinky promise that we'll do that this week and we'll talk we'll compare notes next maybe week. not th- let's 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 okay, get it well, on the calendar this week that's what okay. we should pinky promise because okay. i don't yes. know because i remember i have to back up everything and stuff i can't just like True. i can't just go in and see because andy it is my like one of my primary computers so maybe for <laughs> you it's a secondary but for me i have files on there that need to be backed up um ooh, let's okay We'll put this we'll put this on the calendar. But well, wheels are turning. We got that's that's a good idea. We should definitely pursue that. Um, before we go away, since you mentioned the uh, Pixel Three, just a quick note uh, that uh, it's boy the release of the Pixel Four A must be super imminent because if you go to the uh, the Google Store, you can get really good discounts on the Pixel Four. Uh, both the Four and the Four XL are three hundred dollars off. Uh, the Pixel Three A so <laughs> for yeah, people who bought it when it first came out. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, worst worst advice ever is to buy a Pixel like on the day of because it will definitely be a couple hundred bucks off for Black Friday and then they they're like Sam they're like Samsung phones where buy one uh, get one free yeah exactly at some point you can basically <laughs> basically you'll, you'll 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 get one just for parking your car in a in a in a certain <laughs> lot uh, but there's also a hundred bucks off the Pixel three A and three A XL so that starts at uh, two hundred ninety nine dollars now. And so that might be – I'm looking forward to seeing what the 4A is all about. But if people are dumping if, – if people are dumping 3As, if a lot of refurbs turn up, which is what often happens when a product is about, is about to be discontinued or has just been discontinued, if a 3A – I'm, I'm, I still have not bought a Pixel 4 yet, which means I'm still using my Pixel 1 like with my SIM in it. But if I found a 3A for like – uh, a 3A XL for 299 or like a 3A XL with like 128 gigs of storage for that uh, might value having all that storage and also four or $500 <laughs> in, my, in my pocket over having the latest and the greatest. Who knows? I really, I'm waiting for that Pixelbook Go to drop in price, the mm. i5 one, because I don't want the M3. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to that one. If you're gonna get an M3, you may as well go for like a Samsung or a Dell or a or a ThinkPad. And, yeah, I real. I mean, I, I'm waiting for that i5, the lower storage tier, to go down to the M3 six six fifty. I'll do six fifty for that. I don't. Want, yeah. Ugh. See, my my problem is that I've got too many like high profile things that I kind of think I need to buy in the next year. Uh, because yeah, so, I mean, I need I, I need to I replace need my, my, my yeah. Okay, <laughs> <So>. well. <laughs> like, oh, also the child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, she's costs money. I'm still paying off medical bills. Oh yeah. It's like they keep sending a new one. It's like it's like it's like I don't know what I'm trying to think of. Just something that keeps coming back around. It's like oh, let's go get the bail today. Oh, another bill. Now we're gonna pay for this little thing that happened. Well, if I were you, I would just use my new parenting skill, my new mom or dad voice, and call them right back up and said that, well, it seems as though you're asking for $1,400. Well, I just gave you $2,300 a month ago. Now, I don't know what you've been doing with this money, but I am not a bank, young mister. And I don't. I think we need to get together and help you to learn how to budget your money so that you don't come hand in hat asking me 
for $1,400 every darn month. I wish. No, but it really is like that, Andy. It'll be like, hey, $1,200. Hey, $800 for this procedure. Hey, by the way, this little, remember this little like acetaminophen pill that we gave you because you felt bad? (laughs) You need to pay us for that too. It's 20 bucks. (laughs) Remember how you insisted that we swab your arm with alcohol before we put in the IV? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You have to pay for that one too. Oh, boy. Anyway. Well, better things happening. Well, that'll that'll do for us, I think, for for this week. Flo, is there anything you want to promote or put past the spotlight of joy upon? Yes. I've been working on my website, which is like for me personally, that's – it just brings me joy to – it brings me joy to cry over CSS and then yell at my (laughs) husband up the stairs, babe, I need help, and then have him come downstairs. I can't find this thing, this element. I did have 12. I like expanded everything and I can't find it. I need to write the CSS code. Anyway, I am super whiny. This is why nobody likes to help me do anything. Uh, but no, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. The last time, last time I tried to hand code CSS myself, like I was, if I started at two in the afternoon, that's what happened. From 4 p.m. until 7 a.m. That's the next happens. day, I was in this chair staring at the screen, repeating every 17 seconds to four minutes, I just want to center text. Yes. It oh my should God, not Andy, yes. be this damn it's hard so... to center text. What I asked my husband for help with. Anyway, go to florenceion.com. Um, you will see I did a little uh, layout sprucing up. I did a little logo sprucing up. I, I've been working on a style guide. I've been doing like all this work to kind of get my brain back into work. Yeah. Um, kind of mentioned this last week on the podcast. It's been really helping me because it makes me feel like I'm just trying to be a better bot, a better manager for myself, so to speak. And doing this stuff makes me feel like I'm doing little things on staff. And so it's helping yeah. my confidence to get back into the work world because, you know, stuff like that. That's a great helps. way of putting it. Every organization like needs leadership, even like a one person organization. Like when you realize that, oh, I'm just doing the work that's in front of me. I'm not leading this company towards greatness by finding new sources of revenue or by it's like, oh, that's right. Perhaps if we did something about that website, which is – and yeah, I've – and, it, and I, it's helping me – I need to do that for my site too. Well, it's helping me figure out too because I need to figure out how I can work with the child right now. And so I've been doing it like as test. Like, okay, today I'm going to work on this task. How long is it going to take me? Because I need to figure it out for my own pitching. Um, like if I go to an editor, I say, okay, I'm going to actually need this amount of time because I don't have childcare right now. And yeah. You know, uh, and she could break down for four hours today and I just won't get anything done because it's super exhausting. But anyway, go to FlorenceIron.com. Check out FlowFeed. I have style guide now for reviews. I posted my LG V60 review in its entirety. So you can go like check that out and see what I've been doing. Leave me some feedback about the layout or maybe what you want to see from reviews. I'm doing my own thing for reviews because... I don't have a boss, so I don't, I don't have a word count. This is all just self-imposed. Um, and I'm doing the ask flow column, which I thought would be a fun way to just, well, fun for you guys. I do have to do work, but it helps me. It helps me kind of go into the play store. It helps me, um, do research on the internet and just kind of like 
it gives me a reason to be on the internet for research that I would normally do. Um, so you can ask me for tech help. You could do that at florencelion.com. <laughs> Lovely. Um, look forward to ch- ch- trying to punch the monkey on the, on the banner for your site. I put one of those on my site in 1998 and it's one of the most common. Did you really, features. by the way, did no, you did really? Not. Okay. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, uh, my, my, my site my site is a travesty and you inspire me to keep going back to it my site i do look i would love thing. an ad i would love an ad for something <laughs> okay i gotta get paid yep, <laughs> this takes <you> work <laughs> <laughs> andy are you Baby, doing npr this week yes i'm, uh, I'm on uh, most fridays uh you can go to wgbhnews.org uh, you can listen to it live this week i'm on at 1 p.m to about 1 30 uh and the next day they put the stream up on the archive. So if you just do it, go to the site and uh, do a search for not go, you can actually teleport right to what I've been, what I was talking about this time. Teleport. Yeah. Uh, and as usual, if you go to a not go uh, on Twitter, that's usually where I, I'm, it's almost every Friday. Sometimes it's a Thursday and I don't know whether it's going to be 1130 on a Friday or 1 PM on a Friday. Uh, so usually that's where I tweet it out and give you some idea of what I think I'm going to be talking about on that actual special day. Uh, well, thank you everybody so much for listening to thank us you. this thank week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hope you're safe. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing, you and yours are doing mm-hmm. well. And we hope we get to talk to each other again next week. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 